<laughs> well, what do you know? That big old belt wrestling podcast team is back here for our first show of 2024. Where a whole team is here. And with that, we're right back into the trenches of things. So there's so much, as you already know, to talk about, to discuss, to debate, whatever it may be. We have a full show for you tonight for one hour. So let's kick it off for our premiere episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast Season 4. Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to the season four premiere of the Big Go Belt Wrestling Podcast. As by that intro, the whole team is here, all the names, all that is here. But in case you listen to the audio, in case you're driving or whatever it may be, where you may not be watching the video, it is I, Nigeria, alongside of Will, Marcellus, Jamal, and Damian G here to give you one hour of the latest and hottest news off the press in the world of professional wrestling gentlemen i missed you it's been a month and it's good that everybody is back and doing well how's it going is it too late to say happy new year i mean like yes oh, yes okay well happy <laughs> new year it is february 1st we missed a whole month there so we happy are... president's day Woo! There you go. There you go. <laughs> hitting the hitting the ground running recharged and ready for 2024 Yes, indeed. Uh, folks listening to us, we are live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on your YouTubes, your ex, um, like not your, like your ex partner, but like the ex, <laughs> oh, formerly known as Twitter. And uh, an Ashley Madison thing? What's going on? <laughs> and Twitch. And um, yeah, as I mentioned, uh, we're here to talk about all the shenanigans that is just brewing up. Uh, not just this week, but also to kind of reflect back into everything that's been happening the beginning part of this year. Now, the first thing I really want to talk about, and while it is not a topic and we're not going to really spend any time about it, I just want to tip my hat to the crew because we said on our last show how the 2024 year could potentially be the biggest year of professional wrestling with the emphasis of the independent scene. I just want to quickly ask Jamal and Will, who was a part of that initial conversation. I can't remember. I don't think you two were there, but if not, whatever. Uh, do y'all still feel that way? Do y'all still feel like the Indies is brewing up to be the biggest year ever? I'm, in the Indies spotlight, I'll tell you why. Um, because it, it's, yeah, I, it's the short answer is yes. It is uh, going to be an interesting year. And we've already seen some things happen. We've already, we, when we talk about the Royal Rumble, um, you know, this is an opportunity for a lot of guys to make a lot of different names. And, and as we said, last time I talked to you, I was in Dubai. And, and we talked about how Ricochet was going on his world tour, where everything sold out. You know, yeah. um, Mansoor and Marseille, uh, they're out there doing it. You know, we still haven't seen the debut of whatever Elias Samson's going to be. His name is Elijah uh, now. So there's so much that we haven't seen yet. And that's just from the guys that we know. There's still a generation of people on the come up. And everybody has an opportunity to do some work. WrestleMania this year is going to be bananas. Mm. Definitely on the indie side, too. Yeah. Yeah. What <laughs> about you, Will? Thing. There is a lot of, lot of free talent 
that has just hit the market. And a lot of moving pieces out there that are affecting wrestling, I think, across the board. This is very much going to be a wild card kind of year because there is a lot in play. And hell, as we've just seen in the last month, stuff is changing by the day dramatically in all kinds of different ways. So there's opportunity. There's opportunity out there. I'm going to leave it at that as we start 2024. For for sure. I'm excited. And I've heard other folks echo as well that they feel like the indies are getting um, as hot as it it has ever been. I mean, folks are out there uh, believing in themselves. And I think that's just all the more about why it's going to be special because folks don't feel like I got to be important or significant uh, or or my significance is valued through a major contract that folks says, like, I can go get this indie money. And Mustafa Ali is definitely going to be must watch for a while. Uh, going to the chat real quick. Yeah, no, Nick coming through. What's up? What's up? And huh, we got a big gold belt legend right here. My man, yes. Bryce, coming through. What's up, Bryce? Uh, good to see you, my guy. Um, but with that being said, let's shift to our topics. And we have to talk about the Royal Rumble. I am just coming back from on-site coverage there. Got to get some interviews in. Uh, that's all available on the website, bigobelt.com. And what an amazing Royal Rumble it was. Uh, one, I thought the stadium was just insane. I heard folks talking about the crowd scene dead. Well, I was there. Definitely mm-hmm. wasn't. Uh, we were hot the entire time. Um, and, and, and just a flat-out fun from point A to B the entire night. Um, talking about the Rumble. And whether it was interviews, whether it was news before the Rumble, whether it was the Rumble, or whether it was news after the Rumble. Gentlemen, what were some of your big takeaways from the Royal Rumble? Your assessment, your thoughts, your excitement, mm-hmm. as this is the beginning and the road leads to WrestleMania. Jamal, I, I, I want to just ask you, because I'm not going to even give you a, ch- a chance to, add, to, to, to think of your own answer just yet. What was your thoughts about Jordan Grace entering the Royal Rumble? You're the first person I thought about. Um, but what was your thoughts about seeing her enter the women's world rumble at number five? That's how that, that was the moment that I realized that the Vincent man stuff was absolutely real. (laughs) Confirmation. That was, that was the confirmation that things behind the scenes were absolutely changing in, 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 in the direction that it's going in now for her personally, couldn't be prouder. Couldn't be happier. Uh, bring the belt, you know, to the building. You know, that's one thing, obviously, you know, locking up with Trinity the first time, you know, he gets in, in there. Um, and then, of course, there, that leads to a whole host of questions. You know, will WWE send somebody over the TNA for a program? Uh, you know, how did how did these conversations start? Why her uh, in, instead of someone else? Uh, you know, that it's yeah, it, it's it's good. It's the thing that we've been talking about for well, ever. And it's the thing that should have <laughs> been happening since ever. And the long and short of it is, is that it, it's long overdue. Um, she obviously wasn't going to win it, but but hot damn, did she make a great show? And it's the right person at the right place at the right time. And it definitely, the winds of change, you know, blew through uh, the, the Thunderdome uh, for the evening. <laughs> yeah, it was. It definitely wasn't a glorified cameo. And her coming out representing TNA with the TNA colors, but also coming out as just a total beast. Yeah, yeah, they they got their money's worth, and the world welcome. We known about her for years, Jordan Grace, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, next up, who 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 got something to throw in there? Who's next? I'll go. 
and I'll say this, I'll, I'll leave the actual rumble stuff to the rest of you guys. But what I'll say is I have not heard one person that I've talked to that didn't enjoy the Royal Rumble as a whole and is actually excited for the road to WrestleMania, Punk's injury notwithstanding. So for me, as someone who can vacillate between wanting to watch WWE and anything else, uh, I'm actually excited to to participate in watching the WWE product as we get closer to WrestleMania because there was just so much to talk about. You know, we you just mentioned the Jordan Grace appearance. You know, then there's Jade Cargill, which I know someone's going to bring up in detail. And just it's one of those things where there was just always something going on in that pay-per-view to keep people interested. And we always say it. There's something for everybody in wrestling. And I feel like this iteration of the Royal Rumble, men's, women's, even that, the, the what was it, the Fatal 4-Way for the, the title, mm. there was, even Kevin Owens in the Brass Knucks, there was something for everybody. So if you had a problem with this particular premium live event, I can't help you. So <laughs> there you go. I'll go a little bit different. Um, and I, I won't talk about any of the matches once again, because I know we'll probably get into that in a little bit. But I like the structure of how the show went. It was two matches, two individual matches, one for a title or two for, for titles, actually. And then the Royal Rumble matches itself, the women and then the men. And I thought the way it was paced, even though I thought originally it was going to be a three hour show and end up being over three, I think, what, 330, 340 in total. But it was still paced where the Rumble matches itself was the story of the mm. premium live event. And I think that was very good because it was like the title matches, the U.S. title and the WWE, uh, WWE Championship was the ones that were the fillers in between. And even those yes. fillers still told the story of what could possibly lead to those bigger matches, which the Royal Rumble match itself. So I was very happy with the pacing of the show and how the show was structured. Because when you look at the card, it's like, wow, it's only four things. Is this going to be enough time? But the Rumble matches did speak for the story themselves. So I really like how that was done. I say this really quickly. Um, seeing four to five matches on a card has never been a bad thing. Um, <laughs> NXT, yeah. Especially when two of them are an hour. Yeah. Yep. And, and NXT has proven that for years. So um, it's a big indication that you're going to get a banger of a show without a doubt. They're going to fill the time. You're never going to go to a show and they're going to only give you half of what you had paid for, you know. So without a doubt, there was no concern for me there. I'm going to the comments really quick because Bryce is upset. Because it was predictable. I don't know what to say about that. Either you're I'm gonna talk to that. I was ready up or or you're reading those those dirt sheets pretty heavy, but (laughs) Mm -hmm. I I do got a little bit of a comment about that because he does research though. He does. Yeah, and then and then and then Robbie coming in saying Vince is a wild boy. Um we'll save that for the second half. That's coming. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um that's the second half of the show. I sat at the Royal Rumble. Um, well, my cousin was with me, and I sat next to um, Phil Lindsay of uh, Grab City, and mm-hmm. um, I had a hell of a time with him because we definitely were just predicting our stuff as well, too. And I gotta say, between the two of us, we got a hell of a lot right. I I, I nailed Jay's whole booking, and I'm on the record a lot of telling the lot of people exactly how it was going to happen. And I don't read the dirt sheet or so or anything like that. Um, but I, I booked her to the T how they were going to handle her and they executed it 
the way they needed to get the big rub with Nia Jax. Nia Jax looked good. Jade looks good. Jade comes in at 28. You can't put her at 27 because 27 is a favorable number of the pass. So 28 is a very safe number for her to come in without expectations. A short run, not asking for it a lot, instantly puts her in the final four for potentials of what they can do going forward. Obviously, you got to keep her next to Bianca. All of the smaller talent, not by not by um not by quality, but by statue. You give them a place for Nia and them to do all their strong things with some of the smaller folks, such as Roxanne and so on. And they and they did it right. And Jay looked good. Jay got an amazing pop, got her music a little bit remixed, but the presentation when she came out, it got cold in the building. Like it, it Jay, felt like the storm Jay was, was coming made through. into a star in one night. <laughs> mm-hmm. She got over instantaneously one night they they hit all the right buttons doing yep. the face off with her and bianca mm-hmm. having her be the one to get rid of nia jacks it, yep. it was mm-hmm. paint by numbers but that's not a bad thing yeah, sometimes paint by numbers is exactly what you need especially when you're introducing someone on the big stage that's a brand yes. new face to a lot of these people they yes, that couldn't have gone any better for her as far as it being predictable that bryce is saying here my thought with the Royal Rumble is, yeah, in a lot of ways it should be predictable because by this point we're we're setting the stage for WrestleMania. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It should be about a bunch of like random like people popping up here and like actually like getting into the title mix or something. You know, you're yeah. gonna have your hell compared to some years. This was a lot more of an open field. You have plenty of years rewatching the Royal Rumble. And there's like maybe two people that could win the thing. Everyone else, yeah. you know, damn well isn't staying a chance. <laughs> this year, at least it was more like you had a good four or five in the mix there you got drew mcintyre you got cm punk you got cody rhodes so there was a bit more to it this year and even if it was predictable we got injuries now that have changed everything so now it's really unpredictable now with the whole cm punk situation what's going to happen on monday night for seth rollins world heavyweight title assuming cody's going after roman reigns there's your unpredictability right there and that's going to make things really interesting Mm-hmm. I tell you what else is unpredictable: sports medicine. If you're keeping an <laughs> eye out on Charlotte right now, anybody right. could be back at WrestleMania because Charlotte is on the way, and that shakes up even the women's picture, if you ask me. But um, yeah, this this my final comment about the the Rumble is um, I gotta tell you the KOD on the side of the apron to Jordan Grace yep. was the most mm-hmm. insane thing I have ever seen, and in all due respect, Jordan Ga- Jordan Grace is. She is strong. Mm-hmm. She is jacked. And the fact that Bianca came through and was like, so hold on, hold my beer. And her <laughs> display of strength was just, just, it was the most insane 15 to 20 seconds of wrestling I had seen that entire night. The ladies killed it once again. And I'm very glad that they focused on their current talent than over exposing with legends and yeah. all sorts of different Good points. Point. Good point. I like that a lot too. It was the, all about the women's division folks. is stacked. Yeah. Yes, yes. And Shawn Michaels on a, on a media call was saying like how uh, the media call today for Avengers Day is saying that hey, Triple H gets to get his toys, so he seems like he may be wanting interested and want to continue some things with TNA. So please, if there's anything that we learned from this weekend, those TNA women, as we know, but now the world know, are here to play and they're working on a different level because Jordan and, and Naomi was at like 110 percent. And everybody else was kind of coasting around like 70 to 75. So bring them on. Let's get more of that. But I will want to add to that uh, because I don't know if you fully got your chance. I think other than that, um, 
the middle part of the show I thought was a little slow. The, the four way mm-hmm. we kind of knew what was going to happen there it was, you know, there wasn't a lot of intrigue there. I honestly could have done without the KO and Logan Paul match, though it was really good. Just with two rumbles and how long they are, mm-hmm. yeah. I would have took one more match off the show and just made it a little bit tighter, personally, in my way. That was the match where I was like, let's just get to the men's rumble. Because I already in the back of my house, like, that's going to be a whole nother hour. Let's just get to it. But that's not <laughs> to say they didn't have a good match. So those guys did have a damn entertaining match. But time and place on the show, two rumbles is a lot. I still think it'd be a great idea to somehow break this up where the women's one is one time of the year and the men's one is another time of the year to spread it out some. But of the two, the women's I thought was a home run. The men's, the first half I thought kind of dragged. And then in the second half, they, they saved the star power for the second half of the men's rumble. That 20 through 30 part is where all your big names came into play. So yeah. I, I mean, I guess the big story coming out of that is Cody, you know, not, not a surprise. I thought Cody looked great. He's got a ton of momentum. And Lord knows that night I was like, Punk looked like he was struggling, and I guess now we might know why he was yep. struggling. And it's just a matter now of what do you do on Monday nights? Because something's got to happen for that world heavyweight title. And uh, the hottest guy I'm seeing on Monday night these days is Drew McIntyre. But and you I almost see- had me, Will. You almost had yeah, me because yeah. when you said break it up into two parts, I thought you was uh-huh. going to say in two nights, but I was about to say, wait a minute. You can't do a Saturday and Sunday mm-hmm. like a preview how WrestleMania is now because you put that against Sunday uh, football where you have oh, the NFC no. and NFC Championship game. Yeah. That was going to work. But, no. but uh-huh. it, it is something that you mentioned having the two parts of the year. That could be interesting. Like you have one in January that's focused on WrestleMania season, but maybe – I don't know if you have something around in between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam that could be another. But I know that's hard to do just based on how the calendar set during the year and what each one of those matches does. But you kind of had me intrigued with just some thoughts that, as you said that. Because I thought you were about to say two nights. The only, issue, the only issue with that is for everything that the women have fought for in terms of getting the equal opportunities. That the moment that you segregate them. Yeah. yeah, you know, and then you said like, okay, women, we're going to take you off this. But we're giving you evolution. Like, we all know the narratives behind that. You know, we don't want that. So I I just think, I I honestly thought they booked both. I think they booked the night uh, fantastically. And I think we have a lot to look forward to um, in Philly. Besides, the biggest thing is that it's in Philly. That's the whole issue. And y'all want to talk about what's going to happen there. Tell you right now. Dwayne The Rock Johnson won't be showing up in Philly in any in any wrestling capacity. He may nope. show up as a I'm I'm the man and I you know I got this new position and maybe a program to start the next year. But Philly ain't big enough for The Rock star power and can't print the checks big enough for The Rock star power. But I do have my ideas into where and how they do this. So we'll see. Um, but we anyway, have, we get. So are you saying we're going to have our battle for the head of the table at some point? But it's not going to be WrestleMania. To. Oh, yeah. maybe not for not, not at this one. Not at not, not in this Philly. One. <laughs> um, also, I want to give a shout out to global warming. Uh, because anybody who thinks they're going to Philly and it's just automatically just going to be warm all of a sudden in that stadium, uh, no. <laughs> so be prepared for any and everything. And I think that's a huge reason why um booking will be very much scaled in terms of putting their best WWE talent ahead and that extra star power outside kind of at bay because it's just not going to print the checks like they would expect it to do even though it's still wrestlemania if you ask me per se mm-hmm. um any, anything else about the royal rumble y'all you all want to uh comment on or do we yeah. talk a little bit more about uh this road now to wrestlemania 
Let me just real quick about the Rumble and, and to Bryce's point, and also Bryce in the comments says, Cody is, as much as I hate to say this, no I worry, want we a can little just more from so we can read that. In my eyes, I wanted just a little more character development, and we can touch on that. But from when Bryce was talking about pacing and predictability, I'm more impressed at the amount of moments that mm. the Royal Rumble had that people are talking about. For mm -hmm. instance, we're talking about Jade. We're talking about Jordan Grace. We're talking about Punk versus uh, Cody for those five, six minutes and what have you. Will's point about people that could be viable to win the Rumble, even though it may have been a little formulaic, especially on the women's side. Because if we keep going back to that one scene where all those women are outside after Bailey won, all of those women that were outside that ring could have potentially won a Royal Rumble. Shoot, even Tiffany Stratton, I would have thought, would have had a chance. And y'all know I don't like her. So the fact that we have moments for the Rumble that we're still talking about, what, not almost a week later? Good job, WWE. I, don't forget we're going to Perth, okay? I know it's not a big deal to Americans, but that's a huge international deal. And WWE has been very successful in international markets. So while everybody may not be able to go there and whatnot, they're going to, if they haven't already, absolutely blow the doors off the ticket sales and they're going to put on a show. Uh, much like they have done so far in their global domination. So people can write off Elimination Chamber as if it's just a a roadblock or something, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's definitely not. And those women that you've seen out there, got a feeling they're going to be uh, sitting under a lot of steel uh, <laughs> come <laughs> next month. Just my just my take. Oh, um, and let's not forget, Jade used Naomi as a projectile against Becky to eliminate her. Like it. Love that. Sorry. Yeah. Moments again. Just love mm -hmm. it. Very good point, mm -hmm. Dave. Mm -hmm. um, so again, kind of refocusing here on the road uh, to WrestleMania here. Um, so, uh, you know, again, the Royal Rumble kind of gets us started. What are some actions needed, shall I say, to really shape this, Royal, uh, this WrestleMania up to be uh, the biggest WrestleMania yet? Because at this point now, WWE is very much about getting those uh, those accolades, getting those ticket sales, trying to create the bigger and better moment each and every year. Um, it is in Philly, womp womp. Um, but what is it that they need to do to ensure uh, for two nights that this is the two biggest nights of the year for WWE? So if I don't mind, I'll start with this. I think the biggest thing, and once again, now that we see how Triple H is fully trying to shift in what he's building up in programming, I think you can't do it by bringing in names per se. You have to do it by building in storylines. And once again, going back to what Bryce has said before, yes, it was predictable, but sometimes what is predictable and if it's a good story, it makes sense. I think this WrestleMania needs about what makes sense about how Bailey is going to use her story to project to where she's going to be in the title match, how Cody is using his story. And now WWE 2K24 is using his tagline <laughs> as a focus of the game of finishing the story. How do you build that to make sense of things that you want to build up? Now you got the Elimination Chamber, and like Damien said, which I agree very much so, you all, I mean, excuse me, you all as WWE are using moments now to spotlight little teasies of what could happen. Could you see a Jade versus Bianca? Uh, what, could, what could you do uh, with Gunther of coming in and having another strong reign? What type, I mean, you had the Jade versus Jimmy to open 
the men's mm. uh, Royal Rumble. So what kind of things are you teasing now that because you had that experience in the Rumble, you have those video packages that you can reference to, and you have those things that you can build up for Raw and SmackDown for the next eight weeks to get to that Rumble or whatever, how much time it is. But I think it's really about making sure you capitalize on what your storytelling is to make these matches meaningful and not necessarily the big names to bring in. Okay, so the short answer is uh, keep doing what you're doing. We have uh, Elimination Chamber coming up in, in Australia, and we will talk about before the show how big of an issue that is for that region. Um, how why, why Perth instead of Sydney or New Zealand mm -hmm. or Singapore or wherever, but uh, they know exactly what they're doing. And then you have uh, you know, the rest of the road to WrestleMania. And yeah, it's in Philly. It, it's, it's, it's WrestleMania. The tickets are already on sale. You know, they are, they are selling. People are going. It, it is the event that you think it is. So just keep doing what you're doing. Now, for those that are going to nitpick every storyline uh, and, and stuff like that, you know, will we get, you know, Rollins back before WrestleMania? We should. You know, how long will Punk be out? You know, hopefully not very long. Um, you know, does Cody actually finish the story? And if he doesn't, then what? You know, these are the questions that are going to be the questions. But as far as keeping them interested, I think that this is probably, you know, this is what the road to WrestleMania looks like. It's always been that level of interest because you do have people in position that could somehow, and, you know, and they've done it before, title changes last minute, you know, They've, they've definitely flipped it a couple times. Uh, keep and, and then also, also, NXT had a pretty damn good presence in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Ron Breaker. Yep. Yeah. So, what does that look like going forward? You know, is that something that that's going to continue to happen? Are we going to see some guys shift uh, on the road to WrestleMania from NXT to the main roster? So, because we have more questions than answers, means that they're doing their job. Because if we didn't have any questions. And we knew, you know, had a very good idea of what it would be, then it would become, uh, you know, uh, pretty predictable, pretty bland, pretty okay. You know, here we're here now. Well, well, if you're not asking questions, you're not engaged. So yeah, there you go. It's, it, it, there's stuff up in the air. There's stuff. Warm. What are they going to do with this? What are they going to do with that? That's what it should be right now. We got two full months between now and uh, WrestleMania. So mm -hmm. there, there's a lot of ground to cover between now and then and some questions will get answered and probably some new questions will get created between yep. now and then. And that's how it should be right now. This, everything right now is up in the air and it's all going to shake out over the next two months on the road to Philadelphia. Right. Yeah. And uh, go to a comment real quick. Six eight, Jay, glad to see y'all back live today. Glad to see you back with us each and every Thursday, 8 PM Eastern standard time. Um, yeah. Well, we live in a really weird time in professional wrestling. Cause everything you say, I relate. This is why we do this show together. Um, but there is a certain space within the IC, uh, IWC, the internet wrestling community, IWC, whatever, <laughs> that are mad because they can't predict everything. You know? Oh. <laughs> what else is new? Oops. What else is new? Right? Oops. It's oh, not man. what I did in WWE Universe mode on WWE 2K. Take it back. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, just weird times. Let me just, let me just re recap. This is exactly what I was talking about before we went on hiatus, where 
if WWE actually figures it out and they get their shit together, other groups, other uh, you know promotions are going to have a bad time. Yep. Because they already have the input, they already have the influence. Uh, you know, the only thing they need is just to get a little bit more consistent. You know, step up the the work rate a little bit for those that enjoy that. Uh, but but the presentation has always been high level, mm-hmm. and now we're talking about WWE about the wrestling, about the storylines, about the moments. Did you see this person do that? And we really and they've been on this uptick of increasing really the level of their product. And I don't know if it's the AEW effect. I don't know if it's the effect of the of the indies. Um, I don't know if it's just because so many things have changed behind the scenes. And maybe they're not even working against the wrestling world. They're working for the television promoters that they need to um, appease. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. So, you know, WWE is still being invested in, in a major way. So they got to they gotta put up or shut up. So this yeah. is go time for WWE, not just because it's WrestleMania, just because they are in a whole new uh, you know, ball game, a whole new landscape right yep. now that is completely developing damn near by the hour. So if that's what it took, well, cool. I, I like it, you know, because now we're getting the WWE that people wanted, that people uh, are obviously are enjoying. And if the problem that you really have, like you really legitimately have, is that it's not predictable enough, <laughs> then that's a good problem to have. <laughs> you know, as the, the folks who I, I told you, folks gotta stop watching wrestling like they watch their Marvel movies, wanting that stinger <laughs> to solidify if the show was good, and also happen to have everything leaked in order for them to enjoy it or to hate it or whatever it may be, instead of just going in there with their own consensus and going out, leaving out with their own reactions. But nope, gotta justify hey, that subscription to uh dirtsheet.net. Yeah, can we we'll be- have fun? Like no. honestly, no, 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 you can't no. say fun. I say fun, no. I get ridiculed. No, 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 Damien, go to your corner. <laughs> um, yeah, before we get to our halftime break, which is this is the first time you've ever checked us out, we can hit a little quick commercial so you can find out more about how you can collaborate with us. Uh, whether it's commercials, ads, or bid, or just any other inquiries, you'll get that at our commercial break, and then we come back where Jamal. Um, it's going to have a lot of work this year where we like to feature an independent wrestling promotion, as we like to call that the indie spotlight. Um, but to put a nail in the coffin about WrestleMania, I'm just going to quickly say this last comment about it. Um, I don't I don't think WrestleMania in Philly is big enough for everything that everybody wants to happen. So Cody winning the Royal Rumble makes sense to me. Um, it runs the WWE 2K24 uh, narrative. So good for them on that. Make that make sense. Uh, but also, I think there's a legitimate intrigue about Cody going back and can he get it done? And that is intriguing because it seems like there's no way he could lose twice. And there's no way it's going to be that predictable that he wins. So there's a lot of uncertainty with that. So I, I, I appreciate that. But ladies and gentlemen, when I think about WrestleMania, when I think about the whole Rock and the Tribal Chief and what that is to look like come, uh, the, the w- when would that come and where's that going to look like? I can't think of no bigger place in the world than the fight capital than the fight capital of the world. And that's Las Vegas and them booking this for allegiance. They run allegiance for SummerSlam. They failed to do it at Russell uh, at Money in the Bank because, well, them and the UFC were not on the same page. And there seems to be a little bit of a conflict of, uh, of sorts that week. 
But guess what's not going to be an issue for them anymore? That synergy in taking over a major city now that they're both under the TKO brand. Who who just got hey, who's that person that just got a seat at the table at the TKO T- TKO brand? On the board. Oh, the rock. Some oh, Dwayne guy. Mm-hmm. I expect WrestleMania to end up being the biggest fight weekend of all time. I would expect a huge two-night event. I would expect to see a USC event. I expect that to be the spectacle among spectacles in a new arena. And that's where you want to book the Tribal Chief versus The Rock for all the marbles. Which, by the way, Vegas is a short skip and a hop for family members to come over too. So we'll be seeing if my prediction for 2025 comes to fruition. Anyway, I'm done talking. Let's go and hit that commercial. We'll be back. And then when we get back, oh boy, oh boy, do we got some things we need to talk Serious about. business. Serious business. Everybody buckle up. We'll be back in a second. If you're looking to expand your podcast reach, your website reach, as well as your social media branding, visit BigGoldBelt.com for sponsorship and advertising opportunities. Big Gold Belt Media is the golden standard for all of your media needs. We offer pre-roll and mid-roll ad spots, on-air host reads, done by yours truly, Damien G, on audio as well as video platforms. For inquiries, please email BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for more information. Again, that's BigGoldBeltGroup at gmail.com for your inquiries for your business. Big Gold Belt Media, wrestling, movie, comics, and more. The Golden Standard. All right, all right. Let's get right to it, Jamal. Let's kick it off with our first in the spotlight of 2024. And the first one I think is going to be a pretty damn good show, February 17th at the Epic in Grand Prairie, Texas. Uh, if you're out there in the DFW area, uh, you know where the Epic is. It's right off the George Bush, uh, you know, near 20, and it's uh, halfway between Dallas and Arlington. But mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be Wrestling Revolver. What a show. Totally not related to a similarly orange and cream sickle color uh, burger joint. But what a show is going to happen at the Epic out there in Grand Prairie, uh, February 17th, 2024. And I, and I like this show. It's going to be interesting. Live on pay-per-view on Fight, uh, it's going to be Monster Sauce. Uh, Lance Archer and Alex Zane versus the Grudgel Young Veterans. Masha Slamovich versus Marina Shafir. That's going to be heavy. Uh, Leo Rush versus Chris Bay. First time ever. That's going to be fun. First and time then, ever? Yeah, that's what it says. Wow. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, wow. I, I looked it up. I couldn't find anything. So they, they first time ever. Um, the Rascos versus Gringo Loco and Arez. That's going to be fun. Um, you know him as Elias Sampson, but he is now Elias. He will debut at the show. Uh, it will be the debut of right. It will be the debut of Mansoor. Uh, you know Matthew Palmer, uh, Alan Angels, Mike Bailey, Alex Shelley. Um, they're going to be on the call. They're announced to be at the show, and of course, more will be announced soon. Uh, you can get your tickets at prowrestlingrevolver.com slash whatashow, or uh, you can watch it live on Fight TV. Uh, but the meet and greet starts at 6, doors open at 7, show starts at 8, all local time. February 17th at the Epic in Grand Prairie, Texas. What a show from Pro Wrestling Revolver, and that's the Indie Spotlight for this week. Thank you very much, Jamal. I'm guessing Damien and Tennis when I was at DFW. Might have to see what's up with that. Oh, I'm going. Um, <laughs> That's a loaded card, for sure. Yeah, it is. I did not. I know Leo Rush and uh, Chris Bay have never wrestled. I mean, they definitely ran within I'm just the same saying circles. The Indies are spicy this year. 
Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Are we talking well, to the elephant now? <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. But so Vince McMahon. Maybe a disclaimer first. This Trigger might get warning. a little, uh, this might get a little, uh, I don't know, uh, who knows? Sensitive. Parental advisory, explicit I, content. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. The, yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't. I don't really know the best way to go about uh, a disclaimer of sorts here. But well, I will look, say well, that this is a home. serious conversation. We yes. want to talk about the Vince McMahon thing. Uh, if you don't know, it, it does involve allegations of uh, improprieties, included but not limited to sexual assault, coercion, intimidation, and if that is I something think. that is. Right. If that is, if that is something that is uh, triggering to you for any reason, uh, this may be a time to bow out now. Uh, yeah. You know, check us back next week. But we're definitely going to get into it because it's literally the biggest story in wrestling today. Yeah. I also want to say too, I don't think there's necessary. Uh, there's detail. There's no necessary reasons to go specifically into the details. Um, if you read it, you read it. Um, which we all are aware and have read it. This is not wrestling news. This is news news. This okay. is covered by all the major outlets. Um, CNN has reported on this as well. Um, and, and and so by now, everybody should be um, somewhat familiar in terms of the story. But there will be no reasons to go into detail. And also, I just want to say to uh, the other folks within wrestling press and media, um, and, and whatever one's title may be for the folks who are um, reporting and seeking questions, but yet uh, seeking a measure of safety and protection for colleagues, employers, friends, all within this space. Um, you you got to tip the hat to everybody looking to uh, move towards a um, not only just to move to a, a more positive and safe space, but to ensure that these um, these policies are are in place. Everyone's aware of it and that everybody has a safe and healthy working environment. So um, honestly, I think when we go back to the Me Too movement and the, the stories that have came out from that um, and the speaking out movement, the story that has came out to that, um, it is good to see that across the board, everybody is working together to try to figure out ways to ensure that wrestling can continue to be fun. We can continue to enjoy it. Um, both performers, both uh, uh fans both anybody who of any position in any of these places to ensure that we don't have any more incidents um like the ones that um are involving Vince man currently so with that being said um i think that should give us a uh starting point to kind of go about everything involving this so jamal i give it to you so without getting into the you know, to the, the graphic details because if you because there is a um uh, a case uh, put out from uh, Janelle Grant, a former WWE employee. She's uh, filing a lawsuit uh, against Vince McMahon and and him personally for what her attorney calls the culture of corruption in WWE. Now, the case, the actual uh, brief is out there. So if you want to read that, find it. But... What we do know is that on January 26th, Vince McMahon uh, resigned from TKO and WWE uh, while the uh, allegations and investigations were being launched and, um, you know, and, and, and going forward. Uh, and, of course, uh, others around him, because it wasn't just Vince, uh, John Laurinaitis, Johnny Ace was impl implied, implicated in the uh, suit as well. 
and it's it's interesting. Now, the first thing I want I want to talk about is uh, Janelle Grant's attorney. Uh, her name uh, is Callis, uh, Ann Callis. Uh, she says we are overwhelmed, uh, and she's talking about the amount of people that have come forward to try to get uh, the word out there and about their experience within this quote uh, culture of corruption in WWE. So the question to you guys is, uh, WWE, we just talked about the directions that they're moving in, in a, in a wrestling standpoint, in a production standpoint. Uh, the thing that they're actually trying to get you to buy is their wrestling product. For Vince McMahon himself, because people, because the thing, the narrative I keep seeing online is that Vince McMahon is going to go down the Chris Benoit in the, in the history of wrestling. The first question is, is that possible? Considering who he is and how important he is to the literal foundation of wrestling in North America over the past 60 years, is it possible to erase him from the history books? Because you, you just you just can't do it. That's like no. taking oxygen out of no. the water. The no, only no. way you'd be able to do it, no. they'd have to totally scrap the company and restart. It's like, not under another, under another name, and that ain't gonna happen. Correct. No, it's just, a, it's just, it'd have to be a clean break. And it's a, yeah, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. It, it's impossible. Listen, he's not the first corrupt person in in any industry to to. He's not the first corrupt person today. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is Jeffrey Epstein ever going away? Yes. No, we'll we'll know oh. about him forever. We'll know about that story. R. Kelly, we'll know about these people's story. These people aren't going to ever be put in a way in a in a in a in a, in a throwaway bottle, never be to be heard again. They'll always be referenced it, for it's what not they've like, done. It's not like Harvey Weinstein's movies that were produced by his company all just suddenly disappear. Mm -hmm. They're all still out there, you know. Yep. Yeah, and it's the same way that like you can go and listen to an R. Kelly song going on a streaming network or YouTube or whatever. Uh, but it's still to the point that like it will be interesting to see how history treats this mm -hmm. because of who Vince is. Right. Chris Benoit is just a guy that works for the company, did a, a horrific thing. Only Vince a wrestling person, only a wrestling person would make that correlation. It's not even close. I mean, right. they're, they're, it's it's both horrendous acts, but it's not the same. Wrestling Chris right. Benoit is known and for what he's done within the wrestling story. Mm -hmm. Dark Side of the Ring will definitely end up doing a story on Vince McMahon. But yep. CNN also will, too. CNN is not going to do a story. And the Wall Street Journal. Like and story. the New York Times. Yeah, Everyone all of them. Yep. All yeah. of them. It's not even close. It's not even close. Right. So, uh, so quoting uh, Ms. Callis, uh, Janelle Grant's uh, lawyer, my office and inbox had a head of a barrage of people wanted to come in and come forward to attest about this culture of corruption and also po other possible victims. We are just now beginning to wade all through all this, and frankly, we're overwhelmed. Ms. Grant wants justice, but she wants to change the culture that is going on in, w in WWE. She wants to help other victims. She thinks that by speaking out and coming forward first, that others will feel embodied and encouraged to come forth. So based on that statement, and it's and it's obviously, it's bigger than Vince. It's a culture of corruption. Right. It, it starts with him, but it certainly doesn't end with him. Considering what it was before, what does that what does these a hard product look like to us? Because if we watch WWE through the culture of corruption, based and, and for whatever it's worth, what does that does that actually does that change actually uh see affect its way on TV? Uh because what does that product look like now in a safer work environment for WWE? Does it change the way that wrestlers look at WWE? 
because surely they've heard the stories and maybe they're not wanting to go there. Now that maybe WWE is a better work environment, we may see different names go there. Do you think it affects uh, the company in that regard? I'll put it like this. Well, two teams, you want to go first or? Yeah, quickly. I just think that people are now going to ask more questions. Yes. I think the trend that you see here is similar to what's going on. I'm going to take a real life scenario, what the Washington commanders are now going through, right? So you have a situation where a whole organization is shifting. You have some new owners. You probably have some new coaches and things of that nature where you're changing the whole environment. And if you see what happened with the Washington commanders, they were the last organization with a free, a free agent coach per se or had a coaching vacancy. They were the last team to get one. You had a That's lot of people point. that denied uh, opportunities to work there that could have been the hottest person to get that job. And when you think about how much money the organization has to sign top players, the draft pick status they have, it's a comparison where you may not have those people want to go there early on until you see years later of how things are becoming. I think what you see Triple H doing, he's now the new quote unquote face of what you'll see as a business owner with TKO and as well as The Rock 2 and other pieces that are jumping in that are seeing what they're going to do to change the culture. Like Magic. So, yes, like Magic, like Magic Johnson. Johnson. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, even though those good names are there, you still got to get those top players, both men and women, to be a part of this product. You having some people come back and return, but are you going to miss out on opportunities where people can make their names in this platform and rather go somewhere else like the Indies or another platform to show what they can do in wrestling until they see, okay, now I notice after a couple of years there's some consistency that's going on. And we'll see the same thing that the commanders are going to do now that they just hired their head coach. A familiar name of a past has been a coach before, but is he going to be the face that's going to change that culture of what's going to take place? Yeah, yeah. Also, just, just in case anybody doesn't know, Magic, Magic Johnson is, is a... He's the ownership group for the commanders. Yeah, he's... Yes, yes. I yeah. said it to somebody the other day. It's like, Magic Johnson's with the commanders? Like, yeah, even, it doesn't even sound right saying it, but yeah, that's that's yeah. a thing. For the movie that's theater the chain also. So, you know, and, he, he has his hands and stuff. And, and and listen, honestly, like, yeah, there's going to have to be a face that's going to have to take the PR thing on the head, but it's going to absolutely take a community of folks to ultimately change the culture to 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 ensure and strengthen the culture going forward i think one person that i would love to hear her name mentioned at some point is brandy rose i would like to see what her change and her influence could be in the locker room in order to create safe spaces for women talent and because you know and i don't know i know she's close to cody but there's no way she's not going to get a check and i think when i think brandy i think of somebody like maria canellas who we know is a person that you put her near a locker room, she's going to make change. And I think you have to put that same level of respect on Brandy. And I would think that there will be a calling and and, and absolutely a need of having folks like Brandy that's going to ensure, you know, what's right. And and I, and I, I, we say this more times than enough, we need more women in backstage roles. And I think I very high visible hires is going to be, a part of that change so you know i'm not sure how everybody's certainly feeling about it but does stephanie come back is, is stephanie a part of the, the the catalyst to that stephanie went away for a reason I mean, and whatever reason and now that we know this it's like we all were like why why did stephanie disappear so quick we got a good very idea very now probably why stephanie uh hit the road and disappeared very quickly when well, she did and, um, I, and this is something else y'all said really quick and i don't know if you you all put this one and two together and I specifically remember you commenting on this, Will. When we talked about the TKO deal with Vince, 
it was like a we're going to be the we're going to be the percent owners, the high percent mm-hmm. owners, right? Right. You'll still have your position. Oh, by the way, no, you're not. We're going yeah. to take that too. That's and the-, the rumor behind that was the liability of him being with the company was affecting their finances. And so when those reports came out, they said, "Hey." We got to give him something, but there's no way, no way in hell when we have him close to this company the way it is. That's why it was a no-brainer when I heard that they they he was going to resign. TK was like, you were on this thin ice, and we knew something yeah. was going to come at some point. Mm-hmm. So this was the easy execution of the termination of the contract. The moment Slim Jim yep. pulled out a Royal Rumble last Friday for the yep. few hours they did, once those sponsors start dropping – that forced their hand. I figured that's when the calls had to happen. They're like, uh, Vince, you got to go. And you got to go now. It's too damn, it's getting too hot already. And I'm guessing Nick Khan had a busy Friday night, probably personally calling up Slim Jim to get them back on board. So they were part of Royal Rumble on uh, yeah. the next day. Uh, like 6 yeah. 8 Jake is saying here, change your work culture off. This is better spot energy. on. It's different. It's spot on. And this is what's going to happen. We've been talking about this for a while. I think people are starting to realize it now with the way this happened with how Vince got taken out. It is new ownership now. Correct. And really, TKO is not going to play. The people at the top of this are not the WWE folks. Hell, we keep talking about Triple H, Hunter. Hunter is not even on the board of TKO. So this is going to come from up above, from people that are, the closest thing to anyone involved in wrestling is going to be The Rock. And who knows how much he's going to be involved in this. But otherwise, that board is made up of non-wrestling people. Nick Khan's on there. But like, Hunter ain't going to be making these changes. These changes, I think, are going to come from above. And TKO, I think, has to spin it that way. And the number one thing hit me last weekend when all this is going down, I figured every darn statement that would be coming out, they would hammer home the point of all these allegations, all this stuff involved in this lawsuit happens prior to our ownership. So they're going to clean up the mess is what's going to happen here. Let me read this. Got to play out. And Damien, you mind reading these quick these comments real quick and we get back to it? Sure. Magic is a small minority owner, but will be the scapegoat for any mess associated with the franchise because he's famous. So and pretty black. much like the meat shield. Yeah, and black. Just don't don't forget about that the, the, the and black part of the famous. Thank uh, you. Bryce back with it. <laughs> it's going to take time. Change of change of culture on average takes about one to two years. This means taking certain stances and changing the image. Stances is a huge word there. Which side are you going to take when it comes to a hard no situation where you got to make a decision? Yep, yep, Because yep. of the and situation, yep. there was a possibility that a certain segment of fans were lost because of it. Correct. Listen, here's my thing about that. Fans are going to do what they're going to do at any game point. Do y'all remember when the NFL was canceled? Hmm. Supposedly yeah, we're, we're making monster ratings. So. Yeah, just, <laughs> just just checking. So, yeah. um, also well, those, those uh, people are usually the vocal minority. But this, as far as like the fans that may feel uh, left out because of the change, because change is scary and people are stupid. Um, the long and short of it is, is that you know we grew up on the Attitude Era. The generation behind us grew up on ruthless aggression or whatever mm-hmm. the hell. So uh-huh. that's a completely different right. uh, show from a cultural standpoint as to what we are going to into towards the future. Uh-huh. I don't know what the future is going to look like, but I definitely know it's going to look not going to look like 1996. So there are maybe, you know, that's kind of why AEW was able to come through 
and sweep up a little bit of the lost souls that are looking for a particular standard of wrestling, maybe without, you know, a lot of the things that happened back then. But it's going to be interesting to see where the gap is bridged between the history and the future. And it does seem like, in a way, as we talked about the run before half an hour, WWE is on the path forward to figuring that out. Yep, yep. So right, Jamal, back, to, back at it. Yeah, no, okay, so, yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to ask, um, uh, you know, the allegations are uh, fast and furious, and we don't necessarily need to get into the specifics of them, but you did, uh, Marcellus, you did touch on Triple H. Uh-huh. Um, I wanted to ask just specifically him because he is the face of this mess, even though it may not be his mess from a legal and corporate standpoint to clean up. He's definitely, how do you think he's been handling this? Uh, just overall, <laughs> do you think that he's been uh, dealt kind of a raw deal because he's not really, he doesn't have the credentials, even though he's triple H, he legally doesn't have the credentials to be the face of this. He is up middle upper management. We need people on the board to make these public displays. Uh, how do you think he's been handling it so far? And do you think that they're uh, how do you based on how he's handled so far? Where does he go from here? In my opinion, I think he's treading very carefully about what he does, but he's speaking on behalf of the performer and not necessarily of the business. Um, because I think he's speaking of the performer where they can relate directly to the fans the closest. So he's speaking in a language where the common fan, the common watcher, the common performer can understand what needs to happen to move in the next step. I think he doesn't want to overtake that step on the managerial business side to outspeak on something because he wants to make sure the product is still continued to be enjoyable what he's putting on screen, even though a lot of things off screen have to take care of what they're doing for legality issues and things of that nature. That's my personal take that he's trying to be that common middleman. Let you, let me get you to like us again. I'm going to be that person where you can try to like me because you know me and you know what I'm about because I was in this ring with you or you watch me grow up uh, in this ring. That's the way he's trying to proceed right now, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he's definitely trading lightly. I mean, he did say like, I choose to focus on the positive. When talking about his father-in-law, who, you know, is going through a very, very harrowing legal situation. Um, But that's also kind of suspect, too. Uh, Shawn Michaels did a better job with the uh, dodging, not necessarily dodging questions, but uh, navigating the minefield of questions. Because as this goes on, it will be up to uh, these guys that are the face and basically just let out there like you know lambs to slaughter because this of, of the gravity of the situation but but so. i mean i mean to be fair though like you talked about the hierarchy here well how much can he say knowing that he's not within the business of everything is 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 what i kind of been kind of shuffling in my head is at what point and and, and, and as you mentioned if if triple h is sitting at the kitty table and tko the rock and all of them are at the bitboard table the real person you want the questions from is Nick Khan. And you, the mm. question is, has mm. Nick Khan made a statement yet? Because that's the person who absolutely knows how long did they know the action they were going to take, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Triple H, I don't think, well, I guess for lack of awareness here, is the unqualified person to be subjected to these There's questions. There's one thing, though. Keep this in mind. Nick Khan's only been there a few years. 
Triple mm-hmm. H has been there for decades. For, forever. So there is a bit of a difference. Nick Khan's definitely in the right position, but those, he doesn't have the history around Vince. Those financial reports, those uh, background checks, any bit of uh, PII that is running through mm-hmm. that business, anything that is happening in that business, Nick Khan knows the in and outs of it. And there's without a doubt, you think if he knows everything about the money, that he knows everything that's happening with these investigations, when, the, you know, whatever bureau is calling them up about something, you know, the FBI and whoever probably had questions about the business they were doing in Saudi Arabia, all these sorts of different things that we may not be asking the questions about. Nick Khan has the answers to. Well, and yeah, it does and- not, without a doubt, knows that he knows a little bit more or, or probably has the answers that everybody's looking for that they're asking Triple H. That's right. And to wrap it up real quick. Since he's been there in the last years when this all first broke out, the stories about all these payouts that Vince had made, and that investigation has been ongoing now for months. So he has been present for that whole part. And Lord knows, I mean, the feds are involved in that too. So he, how much, I guess, how much, that's kind of, that is kind of the ticking time bomb in the background. If we don't think this is bad enough already, the feds are looking into this because of the amount of money that was paid out. Mm-hmm. They have done some, uh, investigation and we yeah. don't know what the result of that is yet so yeah this is just getting started yeah True. yeah and, and that's just based on the um the the sexual assault allegations and stuff like mm-hmm. that we haven't even talked about the fraud um you know vince maybe you know money doing some funny money with the stocks yep. and stuff like that mm-hmm. um him uh the xfl deal that vince had that he took some money that he wasn't supposed to from wwe to fund the xfl and you know it's oh the SEC is looking at defensive man as well. Um, so he, his, his plate is full, um, which, of course, is part of the problem. Um, Bryce, great question. What does Triple H know? And that's, of course, that's the elephant in the room because you can't have the guy who's the son-in-law of the defendant be the face of the PR campaign. Yeah. I mean, it, it sounds like a banana republic that we read about somewhere in South America. You know, Noriega's cousin is leading the, uh, <laughs> the PR campaign. Make it make sense. So I, I think in general, it's a whole lot of wait and see. But this, we don't know how big, much bigger this is going to go. We don't know where this is going to go. But this is also to the point of the story itself and the gravity of it. Now that mainstream media has has their whole hooks in it, this will not go away easily. Yeah. Yeah. I, Not during I this time you. of year where WrestleMania is going to be getting all kinds of hype and promotion. This is yeah. going to be shadowing WrestleMania the whole time. And then, yeah. of course, Netflix maybe. is going to start their promotion soon. <laughs> yeah. And, and and honestly, maybe, maybe not, because TKO and all the investors and everybody wants to ensure that there's a clear distinguished that Vince McMahon is not with this company anymore. So if you want to attach it to it, then so be it. But at the end of the day, you, you, you can't continue to say the effects of what's going forward has anything to do with Vince McMahon. I just don't think that's fair. I, I think more so than none, they're going to have to make a very definitive uh, fingerprint that this is a different era, this is a different time, TKO, we own this, and so on. So the Vince McMahon stink, dark cloud and everything is long gone. He's away from the company. We cannot still be tarnished by this. If the commanders, again, if they're going to be by Dan Snyder, I just don't think that's fair. He's gone. You know, yep. you, the Clippers, he's gone. Yep. We, we, you can't. It, it you can't. takes time to clean time. out that stench, though. You take out the nasty garbage, it still stinks up the room for a long time. Yep. And so they're going to do work. One and more also, person. 
in Vince's camp that is still behind the scenes over there. And I think it's uh, Mr. Pritchard. I think might be wow. one of the last ones still hanging on by a thread. So I wouldn't be surprised if all of a sudden Bruce Pritchard's out of a job in the next couple of months. Mm. And I bet you TKO said, Dana White, keep your hands to yourself. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, you, you, yeah, we guys can wrap it up, but it's a lot. Uh, it's an onion uh, with layers and layers and layers of, of stuff. So, did you have any more final questions with this? No, go ahead, man. You, it's all you. All right. Anybody else on the team? Anything else you want to cover for tonight's topics? Good on this end. Closing good remarks, good. closing statements, closing reactions. Anything, it is good to be anything. Back. It is Close, good. Yeah, good to be to back. Be back. Uh, just shout out to all of us, you know, coming back together. I know two change. You're definitely trying to put things for this new season. So definitely, you know, always shout out to your leadership. Uh, definitely want to get a shout out to uh, SPA community for those that know that. Uh, once again, we're trying to expand on everything we're doing with Big Gold Belt. So we're going to keep pushing what we can do to put us to the top. Sounds good. Lean a little bit, just just a little bit more information about that, sir. So where, 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 where's this going down? What, what, what time, what date, what platform? Talk to me. Gotcha. So just to give a heads up. So I know uh, as an extension of this show, I had uh, my my sports show that I took place a lot in 2023. I was not consistent with it. Um, I did a couple of shows and everything of that nature. But what I've been plugged in a lot lately, probably within the last couple of years, but more so in the last couple of months, um, sports video games. So I've added my Twitch uh, that's going to be incorporated with this. And when we do sports video games, I do some live streaming of games. The SPA community is a Madden league that I'm a part of, and we definitely do some good competition. And I bring content actually with Bryce, um, who was up here, who was an original member of Big O Belt, uh, where we blend in the sports community. We blend in the video game community as well as wrestling as well. Um, so once again, that's an extension where you're going to see me build that back up in 2024. But once again, it is still all a part of Big O Belt Media and which we're bringing to you once again live every Thursdays here on YouTube and all of our platforms. As you see, it's each and every week. Sounds good. All right, Damn, you can come from out of your corner now. I know you got Thank you. Right. Appreciate no it. <laughs> anyway, folks, we'll wrap it up on that tonight. But the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast returns each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Please join us on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it. You all get a part of our conversations by joining us in the chat. That way we can uh, hear your thoughts, your reactions, and your comments on our topics weekly. But for myself, Najir, Will, Jamal, Damien, and Marcellus, we'll catch y'all back next week. Thank y'all so much for tuning in tonight.